you actually need inflammation or arterial wall damage to have atherosclerosis or can atherosclerosis happen on its own without damage to the arterial wall? So this is a really good question. I get this every day, almost every post I make or every comment on any of my uh, videos or articles is usually, no, 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 you're all wrong. You have no idea what you're talking about. First of all, just imagine that you have somebody telling a double board certified cardiologist that they're all wrong. But that's besides the point. We're allowed to discuss intellectually and have conversations. I'm not opposed to that. Even if you have no clue what you're talking about, I'm willing to engage and educate. But you should probably be asking it in the form of a question rather than making an outlandish statement. So I get these people that come on my account and they say things like, cholesterol is the good guy. Cholesterol is not bad for you. Cholesterol's job is to just patch up the damage and the inflammation and the injury that is happening to the arterial wall. Well, nothing could be further than the truth. In order to have atherosclerosis, you actually need intact endothelium. Now, that means that the arterial wall is not damaged whatsoever. There's no inflammation whatsoever in that area of the arterial wall where you have atherosclerosis. And we've, we've proven this through multiple studies. In the 1970s, they had this theory where atherosclerosis was a response to injury. That's actually what it was called, response to injury. That atherosclerosis only occurs when there's in, in injured or damaged arterial wall. That was literally the 1970s. We spent the next 20 years trying to prove that wrong. That's what scientists do. They want to outdo one another. They want to prove each other wrong. And they want to get to the bottom of the problem. They want to find out what the real problem is. So... Um, these people that are online saying, no, you need damage, you need inflammation, you need this, they're literally stuck in the 1970s theory of why atherosclerosis happens. Since that time, we've done tons of studies on humans, animal models, what have you, where we've actually gone in and damaged the arterial wall mechanically. We've gone in with shear forces, with like catheters to scratch up the arterial wall. We've done all kinds of things. The areas that were damaged actually just heal over and have a scab. The areas right next to them um, that are intact endothelium without damage, without inflammation, that is the endothelium that builds up atherosclerosis. And we've shown this time and time again over the years, decades, centuries. So people who are saying to you that the only reason that you have atherosclerosis or the only reason there's anything there is because cholesterol is the good guy. Cholesterol is this nice guy who's trying to patch up the damage that was done by other forces. And those other forces could be anything, smoking, diabetes, insulin resistance, um, all that stuff. Now, don't get me wrong, all of that stuff, hypertension, obesity, smoking, insulin resistance, diabetes, uncontrolled this, uncontrolled that, all that stuff does make it worse. You have to have um, elevated ApoB or elevated LDL cholesterol to begin with. In the setting of elevated LDL cholesterol, which almost all Americans have, um, anybody who lives in the United States, for the vast majority of us, we have some amount of elevated LDL cholesterol, at least definitely elevated over the, the number needed to start forming plaque, somewhere around an LDL cholesterol of 70-ish, you know, maybe 70 to 80 you start laying down plaque. So the vast majority of Americans have an LDL cholesterol of over 70. You know, that's that's not news. Now you stack onto it diabetes and hypertension and smoking and, you know, all that stuff, obesity, whatever, you're stacking on more and more risk factors. So while ApoB in and of itself 
causes atherosclerosis, ApoB being elevated in the presence of smoking, diabetes, hypertension, all of the other things is definitely worse. They make each other worse because diabetes, for example, um, changes the way lipoproteins react and interact with the endothelium. Smoking, for example, changes the endothelial lining, changes the way the uh, vessels function, reduces the ability to, uh, you know, deoxidize or, you know, get rid of inflammation, you know, radical oxygen species that, you know, you can't react to that as well. The nicotine causes arteries to constrict, you know, blood pressure, for example, you get these shearing forces on uh, your arterial walls. All of that stuff eventually adds up. So that is the problem. And all of it adds up. A lot of people sometimes online will show these charts. They'll say, look, ApoB is not that predictive. It turns out insulin resistance is though. Well, in the setting of high ApoB, let's say everybody has an LDL of 130. Yes, diabetes is going to correlate more um, with atherosclerosis because you're stacking on more and more risk factors to an already elevated ApoB. If you take away the ApoB though, let's say we get a bunch of people with ApoBs of like 10, 15, 20, 30, you know, super low. And then you look at all those risk factors. Sure, the more of them you stack on, the worse, but the vast majority of people, you're not going to have atherosclerosis with uh, any of those other conditions if ApoB is low to, you know, very low, normal, low, whatever, what have you. Um, so those are some things to keep in mind. A lot of people sometimes forget that or don't, you know, don't um, want to admit it or just don't understand it. They just don't know any better. They heard the 1970s response to injury theory and they think that's accurate till today. Like I said, we spent the next 20 years proving that wrong and it's, it's turned out that it's not a response to injury. It's a response to retention. The arteries, for whatever reason, can retain and like to retain LDL particles. Once they are retained, they aggregate. They kind of like stick together. Then they they merge with these rea rea um, reactive oxygen species, which are you know things that are yeah, inflammatory, which lights up or changes the way these lipoproteins are. The endothelium retains them. Macrophages or immune cells, a special kind of T cell gets into the endothelium to try to destroy these and then it takes away the cholesterol, fills up with tons of cholesterol and lipids and becomes this thing called a foam cell because it looks foamy. All of that begins to happen and that's how atherosclerosis happens. So um, it's not really a response to injury, it is a response to retention. And I've talked about this extensively in some of my um, other videos and audios. Um, if you like this podcast, I'm not going to ever sell ads on here just please share it with your friends and leave me an awesome review and i would totally appreciate it and love you forever 